5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. So this is December 14th, 2020, and we are starting a uh, new week. So I think it's time for us to switch a topic or switch a theme because we're going to stay in Advent because it's still Advent season. And we're going to go with a another theme. We finished the week last week talking about hope. And this week, I'm going to talk about peace. Now, there's lots of uh, great verses that uh, that we can pull out talking about peace. I think there's one that's really kind of um, famous for for its uh, name and use of peace. So Isaiah 9, uh, 6 and 7, for a child is born to us, a son is given. The, the government rests upon his shoulders. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So in this passage, Isaiah is telling us of a promise that will be fulfilled. Though I know Isaiah would probably have loved for it to happen right before his very eyes in his day. But instead, he's left waiting and faithfully pointing towards the truth. This is the same promise that we're waiting for as we move forward in celebrating the birth of Jesus. So we stand on the other side of the nativity. Jesus has already come, right? It's the promise Isaiah was on that side. We're on the other side, the empty tomb side. And yet still, and here's the the great news about why this is still a good theme for Advent, is that we all still long for peace. Peace in the world, maybe even peace within ourselves. So if Jesus being called the Prince of Peace is important, Prince, right? That means that he's ushering in peace. So what is peace? Peace, uh, of course, you probably already know, but is the shalom, right? And that's uh, a Hebrew word. You can also translate it as um, completeness or wholeness. So when you're thinking of complete completeness, think back to the garden when Adam and Eve were walking with God in the cool of the day. You know, they're standing around, they're, you know, looking at the animals, maybe even naming the animals. You're thinking of that perfect moment that everything was aligned, that there wasn't any conflict. There was no conflict between Adam and Eve. There was no conflict between um, the animals one to another or the animals with God or Adam and Eve. Everybody is kind of working together and working for the good. Now, what happened? Well, we know that the world broke. We know that sin destroyed the uh, relationship between us and God. Like so we weren't always we weren't right then. And then we see that in the midst of creation where even the animals are at odds with one another, where we see that a lion cannot lay down with the lamb, and all of those wonderful uh, images that we can get from that is saying, like, there's things that are broken. And so when we see not peace, because there's not wholeness, there's not peace in the world, there's a lot of brokenness. And so when we see Jesus saying he is the prince of peace, that he ushers in peace, what does it mean? 
So I always like to point out that there are two aspects. There's peace with God, and then there's peace with the world. And peace with God is not only attainable, it's already been given to us. Jesus, as the Prince of Peace, he's the one that has ushered it in and said it like... Um, so if you even think back when Jesus' uh, resurrection, or in his death and resurrection, when he died, the temple curtain tore in two. It kind of symbolized that moment when we have access to God, right? So the relationship has been restored, not because of what we've done, but because of what Christ Jesus has done. And so that peace between God is attainable, and and those who are in Christ have peace with God, not because of us, but because of Christ. Now, When we're looking at the rest of the world, what does it mean? It still means that there are things that are going to be happening in the world because sin is still in the world. And there's going to be a lot of ways in which we are going to see broken peace. We long to see peace in the world, but we're still going to see brokenness. And it doesn't mean that Jesus was somehow incomplete. It means that sin is still present because not all have turned to Christ, repented, and believed the good news of the gospel that they're forgiven and set free. And so what happens? Still brokenness in the world until Jesus comes back again and it says there, there will be a restoration of peace. There, I mean, you see the images um, in Revelation where the lion lays down with the lamb and everyone is at peace. You see, that's what we long for. That's what we want to see. But we ultimately know that as far as it goes with us, we can live at peace with others. But it doesn't mean that we'll always see peace exist in the world. And so that's what I I want you to, to think about. What a world would look like if peace was completely restored. What would your family look like? What would your workplaces look like? I mean, it's a thing that we can long for, and it's a thing that we can even work for, as Jesus calls us peacemakers. We can stand in the way to move those places, the conversations, not towards more unhealthiness, not towards more brokenness, not more anger, not more, you know, retribution, whatever it might be. You know, we're we're peacemakers, so we want to bring the peace. We want to be able to say, what does peace look like in this situation and how can we achieve it? And so I want you to think about that, you know, today. As we're going to continue to talk about some peace, you know, later on. I mean, so tomorrow we'll talk about peace. Maybe after that we'll switch subjects. But think about what peace would look like if it was restored. All right, everybody. Have a great day. We will be back tomorrow. Take care.